What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. And I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker. And it is episode 52. 52, which means there are 52 weeks in a year. Yes. Which means that if we do a show bi-weekly, yes. it is two years of Hustling Sideways. Correct. We totally knew that we knew ahead that of time. before the show. Yeah, yep. we were fine. We didn't have to make the guests remind us 10 seconds before the show started. No, it's, Not it's the good. slightest. No, we're, uh, we're really honored to be here after two years honored that you're still here after two years and if you're new to the show um i know i'm doing like the breakdown before we even start thank you for being here and it's really yeah. we're really happy we have some great stuff coming for 2023 some of y'all are going to find that out soon if you have been listening to the show you already know what's going on but um we're going to be recording this show in a different place pretty soon for a couple of shows and we're excited about that i might as well just say what we're doing i was going to say last week they saw we were at marquette yes they did so we are <laughs> we're uh we, we, we have a sponsorship with the 707 Hub on Marquette University's campus. That's a, a small Jesuit university in Milwaukee that we are all quite fond of. So it's a nation that spe, spe, oh uh, spans Go from 6th Street on the east, the east to 20th Street. 20th on, Street on oh the my west. God, you're ruining the whole song. Yeah, I should it. pray. You should really pray. Yeah. Wow, that went well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so on that note, uh, we are so excited. That was so bad. It's good that we did that here <laughs> and not on not stage. There. That would have been really yeah. bad there. Yeah. Side note, don't do that when we get there. Uh, but we're going to have a couple of shows from the 707 Hub all live with an audience. It's going to be different for us and it's going to be wild and we're really excited. So Jim has literally been booking episodes today. I have. Like yeah. you've booked basically three episodes yeah. today. Yeah. So. I'm not going to say I'm carrying the booking team, but I'm carrying the booking Tim. team. Yeah, Tim. it's fine. Anyway, we got a great guest. We today. do. Tell <laughs> us more about him. Yes. So this is a guest that uh, I guess I met through Catholic Financial Life where we were interns. Same here. Same as Jeff. Yeah. So this is our commonality with the guest here. Yeah. Yes. Back in when we were 19 as, you know, as as wonderful naive freshmen <laughs> yeah uh, and now we're just you know terrible naive uh 32 year olds but we met our next guest who i'll yes. let you introduce he is a <laughs> uh a manager of supply chain at milwaukee tool and as well as a serial entrepreneur and that is serial as an s-e-r-i-a-l not you might enjoy cereal he does we'll find out if he likes cereal anyway yeah. it is uh it is bill mccormick oh. thank you for joining oh, us yes yeah, yeah. My beer there beer. we go yeah. welcome bill there we go welcome, bill. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited. Well, now we not got to know, do you eat cereal? Yeah, that's a question. I am a big fan of cereal, but I have not had a bowl of cereal in probably a decade. Oh my gosh. Oh my. That's well, if you're that big of a fan, I feel like maybe you should enjoy it more often. It's kind of it's a nostalgic thing, you know, Reese's Puffs every day before going to school back in the day. That's oh, like yeah. my comfort place. I love that. Jim, when was the last time you had cereal? Uh last week. Okay, you got me. Beat. You didn't Never think mind. I was going to say it. Yeah, I want to look at this. You're going to say two years ago. No, like I literally like cereal. I'm a fan of it, so I have it more often than a decade. No offense, Bill. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> Good. Well, we're so excited you're here. Obviously, let's start with our commonality that we have. Uh, I was going to say in common, but that would be, uh, what's the word? Close enough. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, we all met at, uh, at Catholic Financial Life, life insurance agency that we worked at. Um, I knew of Bill beforehand. Actually, I did not. Yeah, but that's good. Uh, because I knew of a band that he played in, oh. but I didn't really know him like personally until I think probably the first week that uh, that he was working with us. Because I came on first, and then he came on afterwards. Yeah, and I think I finally got the nerve to be like, "You're in a band, right?" It's a good pickup line, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I didn't want to say it, but I totally knew that he was. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's how uh, how I met. 
Bill. Were you and that's sp- how we first hit it off. Bill, were you smitten by that question? You were like, you're damn right. I'm going to ban it. I think I probably just tried to play it off. I, I don't do well with attention, which sounds very <laughs> strange for somebody who's like, yeah, put me on stage. Give me a guitar. Like, let's go to town. But, um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I pro I don't remember exactly how I reacted in that moment, but it was probably a split moment of fear, like, oh my God, he knows me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so we had we had many great times there. Specifically, one of my favorite days was when um there was a Catholic Financial Life Christmas party and no one told the interns. And so many of us showed up with no one in the office. So you talk about a free day of of <laughs> doing oh nothing my God, I, about I was that. just there i watched the dave Chappelle killing them softly stand-up special like all the way through on youtube for two and a half hours and that was my don't tell them but they they they, they paid me about 26 dollars to do that, that what day. are they gonna do fire you now <laughs> good point right find use of resources i'm calling say, colleen right now that's guys. It. give her a call yeah. um but there actually is a legitimate story that comes out of us being there and this has to do with bill and Alan going to a concert. Yes. Or trying to go to a concert. Trying being yeah. the operative word. Um, so we got the idea that we were going to go see this band called the dangerous summer in Madison. Um, because Bill knew the band. I had listened to them, but like only got introduced to them through Bill. Uh, we took my 1996 Oldsmobile. <laughs> Uh, which also carded Jim and uh, your roommates to many a basketball game at Marquette. (laughs) Um, We got as far as, is it, it's not Waterford. I forgot the name of the town that it broke down in. Uh, But we hit a point where we are driving along, listening to the iPod shuffle that is like plugged Mm. into the cassette player. Nostalgic. And uh, I believe we were listening to fallout boy, maybe possibly. That sounds, that sounds uh extremely accurate yes (laughs) and uh all of a sudden i i feel like i can't turn the car and i'm like what's what's going on this is bad highway or is that yeah okay and so we hit a point where we both looked at each other and we were like we should probably pull off to the side (laughs) of the road and uh and then bill goes yeah you should probably pull off like right here um there was a curved off ramp and my steering column just completely locked up. Oh my God. Everything was just done for on this car. So we both had to like lean on the wheel to get to the off ramp. And, uh, well, we didn't see the show that night. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the stories, you didn't make it. Did but not quite make the show. No. Something no. more significant happened as a result of, of your car breaking down. Look at out. Look at these. Oh, yes. Where I'm just leaving. I'm such a good interviewer. Like, right? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> after my parents got done yelling at me, uh, we got back home and, uh, I, I was a pouty 19 year old, probably 20 year old. I don't know what we were and was like just up in my room because I was still living at home at the time and just pissed off Generally, and, uh, yeah. you know, just flipping around on the internet mad. And I was like, I'm going to write about, I don't know what, I don't know what prompted me to think maybe I could start a blog, but I started a blog that would eventually become alanhallis.com, which would eventually become breakingandentering.net after that. Um, and the first band I wrote about was The Dangerous Summer. So had my car not broken down with Bill in the car, uh, we would have not, I, I don't think I'd have a side hustle. And we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Well, I wouldn't have a side hustle. Well, which would, that's if A equals B and B equals C, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. So I, I failed out. Shout out to your Oldsmobile for creating <laughs> this podcast. And Bill, you're on. I mean, look at how the world works. Like it's that. a big full the, circle. The butterfly effect is so crazy with great. this one, right? 
That's awesome. <laughs> I would have had so much more free time if we decided to not go to that show in Madison. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out well in the end, as all things do. So, Bill, let's get to you now. Enough about enough about the Oldsmobile, enough about Danger Summer, and enough about damn breaking and entering. That's Bill, enough. Bill, how'd you feel when the car broke? No. <laughs> yeah, tell us how terrified you were. Basically, no. the same that I felt when you said, "Aren't you in a band?" <laughs> yes, same emotion. Bill, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you come from, and, and um, you know a, a little bit of your uh, your your college experience too. Yeah, so. Uh, Went to college at Marquette, obviously big connection for the three of us. Uh, my, my majors are in marketing and entrepreneurship. Hey, what do you know? Um, I can't, I don't think I can say this anymore, but there was a time where I would introduce myself and just for kicks, I would go, you know, uh, I'm actually one of the top 10 graduates from Marquette University with a degree in entrepreneurship in the co- huh? in the university's history i never knew that like like when you say top 10 do you mean like, i mean oh. top top 10 the the caveat is there was a time where they had gotten rid of the program because only 10 people had graduated yeah. with it. that as their major and i was one of them yeah you're one of them that's awesome i really didn't even know that 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 major exactly. they have since brought it back now it's a thriving department and awesome. and i'm sure people are learning about entrepreneurship and graduating at an extremely high rate but uh yeah. but yeah what will say bill was the first person that was the first time i actually ever heard of entrepreneurship yeah i always knew like you know people start businesses and stuff i had no idea what an entrepreneur yeah well i think bill your your mind works in a way that an entrepreneur's mind you're always thinking outside the box and like always questioning things and, 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 you know, and you're really innovative. So like, how, how did you, did you, have you always been like that? And I know I'm just labeling you in the way that I think your mind works. And if you agree, great. If you don't great too, but was that something that led you into doing entrepreneurship or what, what made you interested in that topic that maybe a lot of 17, 18 year olds at the time, you know, didn't really know about like, what, what, what was it that stuck out about that major? It was like, I want to do this. Uh, you know, the simple answer would be because it sounded cooler than business administration. <laughs> we'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back when I was playing in this band that Alan had recognized me from, um, spoiler alert, like I don't have a ton of musical talent. I'm not very good across multiple music instruments or something like that. But we're a, a high school band that got to do a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have done given the quality of our music in part because my contribution to the group was thinking about it like a business. Mm. Did you know, I'm date myself for a little bit, but did you guys know that back in the MySpace days, there was a limit to the number of friends you could request in a single day? I Hmm. did not know that. No, I didn't. didn't. The limit was like 400 friends. And And so (laughs) my job I made it my job to <laughs> essentially broadcast our music out to larger and larger groups of people. So if we were going to play a show, you know, in Greenfield or at Whitnell High School, I remember we played a, a show there <laughs> once. Uh, shout out to Whitnell. Um, I would basically two weeks before that show, I would every single day be hitting that 400 friend request limit, just going through like, all right, I'm going to request. Our, from our little like band MySpace page, 
every single person that goes to Whitnell High School is getting a friend request from <laughs> from me <laughs> and like a message into their inbox that says like, hey, we're a band. We you know think you would like our music. You want to come out to the show or whatever. And I didn't really know I was doing it or thinking about it this way at the time, but I treated that band like a business. So right. you know, Jim, to your point, serial entrepreneur from a early age, I was just falling into... I have a product. I want that. That product is our music, right? I have a target market and a demographic. Mm-hmm. How am I going to reach that target market and demographic? And how do I engage with them in ways that they find meaningful? And how do I deliver them ultimately an experience? Cause music's an entertainment product mm-hmm. that is better than the entertainment experience that they could get from somebody else in a similar situation. I love it. That is like so practical. I will also say that you maybe had originated sliding in the DMs based on an attack. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. An early, an early DM, DM slider. Yeah. Shout out to you. I like it. The, All the right. way less creepy version, I would imagine, than what now happens. In I would I would actually say you should just add that to your LinkedIn. That's, that's the one. That's the add, another title. Originator or... <laughs> original dm slider slider. you heard it here first (laughs) and i will say i mean bill your breakdown there it's funny because you you know you mentioned at the top of the show here that you're 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 really connected with both alan and i's side passions and side hustles and what we do and your connection with me personally and i'll let alan kind of speak to to how you guys have, have talked is you've always been able to explain what I do in practical terms better than the way I can explain what I do in practical terms. Like the way you just broke that down was so spot on and so business-minded where like, I'm like, I go out and I speak and you're like, you provide <laughs> a service that's like that. Like you always make it that language where I can then digest it and be like, here's how I can speak to it in a corporate setting versus like I have a ministry, you know, it's just like, that's different. I don't think of it that you, way. You make it sound like you like advertise yourselves with like a little like crayon written sheet. Essentially what I do. Like, Let's be honest here. That's essentially I what I do. I speak to yeah. people. <laughs> and, and Bill can type it in Arial font. So right, it's, right. it's great. Yes. But <laughs> I, that's, I think that's a gift that you have that you can, you can take something that's not as, as concrete. And I would you know use the word abstract and make it more concrete and in, in, in a way of breaking it down in a business setting. And that is really entrepreneurs have to be able to do that. Like, how do you sell yourself? And, um, and I can imagine like, like, so did you see success? Like, let's say like the Whitnell example, like, did you see success off of that, of sending these DMS and then people coming out and being like, Oh, I got your message on MySpace, which was new and, and cool. I know for the younger listeners at the time, like MySpace was <laughs> the shit. And I'm wondering, you know, was that like a thing that worked? Yeah. You, you kind of like a B test your way into figuring out what works and what doesn't. Right. Yeah, right. Um, we tried a lot of stuff that didn't work, <laughs> but that's part of the learning process. You know, whether you're, you know, starting a band as a 16 year old kid or you're, you know, building a side hustle or you're at your, you know, main gig uh, that puts most of the food on your table or whatever, like mm-hmm. people, I don't know, whatever the amount of, I'll say it this way, the amount of Gary V content I've consumed in the last like week and a half since you guys asked me to come on the show is staggering, (laughs) but like that's essentially most of what he talks about is try things, figure out what's work, like what works and what doesn't find things that you're passionate about because you'll push through the hurdles of uh, failing multiple times while you Mm -hmm. figure out how to succeed. Um, Love it. Yeah. And as somebody else that has also watched his fair share 
of Gary V. Don't we all? <laughs> I had to, yeah. There was a point where I just started backing off where I was like, I'm just going to get stuck in the cycle of watching this and never doing. Mm-hmm. So eventually I had to just be like, okay, I got to, I got to like calm down. <laughs> back a bit. And was a, out everybody I knew that stuff. Yeah, Ellen was just no. constantly shouting out F-bombs every yeah. time I walked past. <laughs> so, great. <laughs> um, so, so besides approaching a band like a business, you, you've had many ideas of things to, uh, you know, to start a business with. I mean, was there anything, what was anything that in particular sticks out to you as like, this is something that I could really run with? Like, do you remember one of those first things? Uh, you know, I will tell you as this is probably five years ago now or so summer of 20 or sorry. Yeah. Summer fall of 2016. I started to uh, have an inkling to start something. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of going through that internal research process you do in your own brain. Like, what do I actually care about? Whatever. Um, And you guys, you guys know this about me. I'm a, I'm a pretty big gamer. So Mm -hmm. how I, uh, how I de-stress is I like to, you know, boot up my PC and play games and and kind of escape for a little bit and let my mind wander, defrag, you know, call it whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, while we were in college and I'm going to school for marketing and entrepreneurship and starting my career, um, one of the games that I played a ton of was World of Warcraft. Okay. Carries with it a, a certain stigma in certain circles and stuff like that. But like while I was in college, I had the ability to know life that game. I poured <laughs> everything I had into that thing that uh, I wasn't going to school classes or or whatever. Um, <laughs> Save me a bunch of money on the weekends. My buddies oh, would yeah. go out and and drop a yeah. hundred bucks at the bar or whatever. I had <laughs> right. I had two cans of Mountain Dew and a, a thing of Reese's, and like I was good. <laughs> It <laughs> arguably a healthier lifestyle than the ones that went to. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I guess could you be, know, could it's be. Made yeah. I mean, I'm I'm living living proof of, of that, I suppose. But yeah. it's <laughs> it's all about balance, right? That's <laughs> right. Um, also, way to lay, lean into like every gear, uh, gamer stereotype. Be like, I had the totally. I was expecting. I frankly was the other one. <laughs> yeah, I abs. I absolutely lived it. Uh, I was a little <laughs> bit skinnier than the South the South Park recreation of of that, but it's still one of my favorite episodes of that show. This day. <laughs> um, but anyway, to, I realized because as I was playing this game, one of the things you can do in the game is you can work with other people playing the game we're talking like 10 to even 25 player groups of people mm-hmm. to fight bosses and and get loot and gear and stuff like that for your character what what i ended up doing is organizing my own group of people okay and before you know it, I'm leading, they're called guilds, but so I'm leading a guild that is the fourth or fifth, fifth best guild on my server as far as progression content of killing the hardest bosses and stuff like that. Right. But I have, I realized this later, I essentially have started another company just inside of a video game. Right. I had... I had to recruit <laughs> dozens and dozens of people. And by the way, the, the way that things work is there's different people who specialize in doing different things. Much like in an organization, you've got you know HR and marketing and sales and supply chain and stuff like that. Very similar at like the, the highest, most simple level. 
you've got different people doing different things inside of the game. And so you have to recruit talent. You have to have reasons for them to stay with your organization uh, versus go somewhere else, all kinds of stuff. And as I started my working career, I realized as a guy who graduated with a degree in entrepreneurship, I had learned more about running a business and being a leader in the business world by playing a video game than I had in the vast majority of my collegiate classes. Because again, it's real world experience. You you fail a hundred times and you get mm-hmm. to learn things along the way. So stay in school, folks. That's what, that's what the message is here. <laughs> stay in it, school, but yeah. stay busy outside of school. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's, really about, it's really about augmenting your experiences and learning everywhere you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I... Back in 2016, I'm you know a few years into my working career at this point, but I had a hunger to uh, for more fulfillment outside of it. And mm-hmm. I realize as I'm thinking about my early career, and I had been rising up the call it corporate ladder pretty fast for a young guy my age, mm-hmm. and what to attribute that to. I realized it was you know playing video games that gave me a really big boost. But there's obviously a big stigma attached to that. Not like I can go into, you know, uh, a job interview and uh, in the same way you could say, yeah, when I was in college, I played, you know, professional football. And people would immediately understand if you were in collegiate sports that you are dedicated, you work well in teams. You know, you break down barriers and you overcome obstacles. And those are all really positive traits to to look for when they're going to hire somebody onto their team. I can't be like, well, I played World of Warcraft and I led a guild of, you know, 60 people and we were the fourth best (laughs) guild on our server. Like that's not going (laughs) to, right. That's not going to mean anything to anyone. Right. And so I... I, it became my like internal mission. And this is a, a fire that still burns. It's just through different avenues today, one of which is talking about it. But um, it became my internal mission to fight that stigma in gaming and find ways to make mainstream, like gaming more mainstream and just like acceptable in the call it popular culture, vernacular, you name it. Right. right. Well, at the time, esports was a big thing that was in its infancy, but ballooning extremely rapidly. So what I ended up doing was saying, I think I'm going to start an esports organization. And, uh, you know, Jim, I, I think mm-hmm. I utilized yeah. some of your knowledge and expertise so for this. Specifically, I remember, I remember this like quite well. Uh, we were at the now defunct bar rivalry on uh, in the third ward. Oh, which side know, which side nice note thing. side note you did not like at all right i remember you well, coming bar, up oh the bar was terrible and here's what well first of all it it was the, the concept was that it was it was a wisconsin and illinois bar top floor was wisconsin bottom floor was illinois doesn't work just generally that like that concept like people right. don't, people you don't go to that but you want to go to your own bar you i was there a bar where time. there's packer fans above and you're embarrassed like that just doesn't work second thing is they had a list of championships 
for Chicago teams downstairs and did not have the White Sox World Series on the list. They had the Chicago Fire Championship on this list. Yeah, of course. The MLS like, champ. So I I asked. I was like, what? They're like, oh, we sorry. And I was like, this. I literally was like, this place is going to close. <laughs> I was like so mad. And sure enough, it did. Moral of the story. So we're, I was really pissed off. But we were at Rivalry. Well, this is while, while all, all the wives were uh, – we're, we're at book club at, at the hookums house. Shout out to, yep. to hookums, but it was me, you, Nick, and maybe Spencer Gantz. I don't remember the, before. yep. I think he was there. I think Sam um, was you, there as well. You, 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 you basically gave us like a poll and you were like, I want to hear your thoughts on these. And then while the guys started like separating, you and I talked more after over several beers of like, like, what are your thoughts? How will this work? So it was, it was really cool to see, like, I could tell how passionate you were about it and, and what was kind of coming and really in the stages of that. So yes, I remember the the info sharing session quite well and brainstorming in in the bar that sucked, but but our company was really good. That's that's all that counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had a, a PowerPoint deck because I was I was essentially just compiling information and trying to teach myself like how big's the market, what's the opportunity, all the things you need to essentially no regardless of the business you're starting mm -hmm. is there a space for me what's my angle how do i you know break into the space how do i carve out a niche and what makes me different from anybody else right mm -hmm. um and i i think i had a powerpoint deck that was like 60 or 70 slides long with you know random thoughts on it or clippings from articles and research i was doing or whatever and and you know, Jim, we're at this bar and I'm going, okay, so I've narrowed it down to like five options for the name of the team. Yes. <laughs> and, and I remember one of the, this is key because one of my, uh, call it angles was in, in esports at the time in its infancy, there was no, uh, localization. And what I mean right. by that is you think about any professional sports league that you are familiar with, right? It is the Green Bay Packers and it is the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And Jim, you're a Chicago Bears fan because you, you know, your parents lived in Illinois and that's where you grew up. And I'm a moron, but yeah. Well, yeah, you could say <laughs> I mean, that about speak to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm a Packers fan because my parents were 90 minutes north. And that's all that is basically the reason, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in esports at the time, there was no reason for you to be a fan of one team or another other than, well, that, that team wins all the time. So the team that wins gets the most fans, and that's like it's the New York uh, Knicks or the Yankees or you name it, right? There's mm -hmm. one or two teams that had all the brand power, and then everybody else, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was the angle was, hold on, if I'm – near the forefront of localizing esports if i can be the first you know i'm not gonna have the money or the resources to like go compete with the guys that are at the top of the heap now but if i can make the first milwaukee team and right. it takes me two years to get it off the ground and running i can create enough brand equity and have enough momentum that I could probably sustain a like Milwaukee market into the Madison market mm -hmm. of people who are esports fans of a particular game that we're going to go play. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, that was what I wanted to do. Um, and I got 
so close to executing it. Like I have legal zoom still sends me emails because they want me <laughs> to like re up with them to do my business taxes and all kinds of stuff. Uh, like I, I had a domain name. I registered the LLC. Like I was ready to go. Right. Um, and then a crazy thing happened. Uh, and you guys know this well. Anybody who's an entrepreneur knows this well. Life throws you the cur like a curveball that you do not expect. And <laughs> yes. you cannot plan for. You cannot prepare for. Mm -hmm. um, so I literally filed for this LLC, bought a domain, and was ready to go. And two weeks later, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like, nope, sorry, localization, Milwaukee market. I'm in Tennessee now. There's nothing yep. I can do. Man, there it is. Oh, yep. man. Yep. Is there any kind of, okay, so I'm going to be a little bit absent-minded about mm -hmm. esports because I know there's like, you know, like when we were in college, mm -hmm. I had a couple friends that were watching people play games. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what games. Could have been WoW, could have been anything. Yep. Um, they were watching them and... I remember seeing them like they would tune into these like an esports game, and I'd be like, at the time, you like you guys are watching people play video games. Like, why? I was like, what is the point? Why don't you just go play the game? You're on the computer. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Breaking and Entering has a Twitch channel now. Yeah, yeah. I've you know what I mean? Like, right. we, <laughs> yeah. like fast forward. People have caught it up, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. At the time, 2013, you, you know, you wouldn't even fathom someone doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was absolutely wild to be like you're gonna watch people play and i was still in the minority of people that were like and they they win this much money for this like and now i get it you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. now i'm of the belief that we are going to get to a point where you know high schools have esports teams now mm -hmm. like we're gonna get to the point where They're only growing when there's another generation under us instead of going to like your kids you know basketball game or football game you might be going to their esports yeah right you, you guys know. i don't i don't know if you know this but marquette university as a sanctioned esports e program. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. A lot of colleges are are moving in this direction, but at the top, they were like one of the first, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. Trailblazers. A lot of colleges had uh, you know, a club esports team that was student run and and that sort of thing. Um, there's still a lot of student involvement, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. Marquette was one of the first like D1 collegiate programs to go no we're going to put some resources behind this and a little bit of backbone right. so that we can grow this for the future mm -hmm. yeah so is there a professional team that is now localized because i know it's like the big one there's like is it phase clan Maybe? yeah that's that that's is one of the biggest brands of the yes okay yeah, yeah. all yes. right I, okay so Obviously yeah. not a very yeah. good gamer. Bill actually knows that I'm not a good well, gamer. I suck at this. is This is not. Yeah. I'm, As I'm a, an aside, I'm terrible at it. We went to go uh, to, we were going to be in a band. Uh, we went to one of the other guys' dorms mm -hmm. and they were playing Halo. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I got it. Totally going to play some Halo. Yeah, that went well. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to look up. Oh, and just kept getting destroyed because I was always like a FIFA Madden guy. Yeah, I was never a first person shooter. Guy. Well, so, so Bill, you know, obviously you you moved to Memphis, right? And and things get derailed, you know. Of course, um, I, I I think like, and that's into your point, like life is going to happen, and I think that's that's like a it, so. I guess moral of the story is you you still have your fire for that idea for 
entrepreneurship for, for, you know, just things and passions that will never go away, which is great. And while that may not materialize, I know your life is now in a different place with having a, a child, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's, it's, it's okay. Like it's, it's okay for those things to happen. Like, I, I think that's, that's a big takeaway I have from, from, from your story. Like you, you put something together that was amazing and, and really probably could have had some feet on the ground and then life changed. And like, that's the way it works out, but we can't be afraid of, of, of that. Like, I think for a lot of folks, like they're like, well, what if I do all this and like, it doesn't come to fruition. Okay. Like still do it. Like what's going to stop you. So like, you don't have any regrets from the time that you put into doing all that and knowing now that like, obviously things have changed, but you like, I, you know what I mean? That I would love to like get that sense of, of like, there was a lot of time and energy and effort for you to do that and put it all together. And obviously it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. However, you probably learned a lot and you probably had a lot of takeaways from that whole process. And, um, you know, would you have changed anything? Like you can really look back in, in hindsight almost in a way, but uh, can you speak to that a little bit of like the reflection of, of that sort of process and what that was like? And now looking back from what is that six years ago of, of, of how that all went down. So you're right. I absolutely mm-hmm. wouldn't change it for the world. And the things that I learned going through the process, getting ready to set up a business and everything we just talked about mm-hmm. has helped me take my call it day job and working career to completely different levels. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the biggest message I have for you and anybody else listening at home is if you are interested in entrepreneurship, what I've found is it doesn't mean you have to even start a side hustle. Mm-hmm. You can apply all of the same logic, all of the same thought processes to whatever it is you're doing, whether that's like the thing that gives you your actual like big part of your paycheck or just the way you you know invest in other people and interact with them and stuff right. like that. I'm I'm extremely lucky because I work for an organization that is very large. It's a very safe job, right? Mm-hmm. We're growing like crazy, but at our heart, we are very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess my big thing is that I get to apply and be an entrepreneur in my day job, like all the time. The way I tell, I've got uh, I had 10 people reporting to me uh, at the close of last year, right? right. So teams growing and the business is growing. Everything's, everything's going well. I hired seven of those people in the last 12 months. Wow. Like expanding the team extremely quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell every single person that I'm working with, what I actually want from you is for you to think of your job, like a small business. Mm -hmm. You are a subcontractor, if you will, that this company has hired to do something for them. You know, whether you're in accounting or you're in marketing or you're in supply chain or wherever else, what are the things, like, how can you do that job? How can you do it more efficiently, more effectively? What are the barriers that are in your way that allow you to grow your business within the confines of the larger corporate entity, if you will. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's well, that's such an empowerment. I mean, I think, 
you know, what, what I found is like, and I've said this before, like on LinkedIn and some other social media is a good leader will make people have confidence in leadership, mm-hmm. but a great leader will make people have confidence in themselves. Yeah. And that's really what separates it. And that's, that's totally. I mean, so your, your message to people like that. Like they're going to be like, hell yeah. Like right. I, I can, I can do that. Like I'm empowered to be able to go out and maybe make a couple mistakes and learn from those failures of how I'm going to be a better leader in what I'm doing. And also like, it's their brand within the organization. I'm sure everyone that you're managing right now will find their way to move up based on that mindset. Like that entrepreneurial mindset, it's really critical to have. And people, people notice that like when you make your own thing and, and develop that within the organization and where you're planted, uh, that, that speaks volumes. And, and that's, that's a really good opportunity for people to go, but like, that's, that's the, the confidence to have in themselves versus like, well, Bill, well, Bill's great. I want to make Bill happy. Like they're probably not thinking that way. Like the, the fact that you tell them that, like them, them going in a way that's going to be empowerment to, to, to themselves is going to be all that they need to, to, to succeed. So, I, and that's, and it's, I, I love that, like your experiences through doing, you know, this, this quote unquote stops venture is, is, it's what's making you make dividends, you know, in, yeah. in the future, both for your organization and for the people that you manage. Yeah. yeah. I think um, to that point too, like, you know, I was always somebody that grew up and, and was thinking like, okay, this needs to be a thing. Like mm-hmm. it was never, you know, we couldn't play just, you know, basketball in the driveway. It was like, let's organize a league. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. you know, like let's go skateboarding. It's like, we're going to have a team. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was always like that. And Everyone's so I sad. think like yeah. some people have that where they're mm-hmm. just kind of, they think in that sense all the time, you know what I mean? Like it's totally. innate to be like, I'm going to form a thing, mm-hmm. you know, whether they like it or not, that like, it's their compulsive to like yeah. form a thing. And I think Bill, you've got that where, you know, you're thinking I need to form a team. I need to form a, whatever, you know, form a business mm-hmm. from that. And that, that helps you now professionally though. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It really feeds directly into it. I think. I mean, guys, that's really high praise coming from uh, people like yourselves. I look up to both of you as people who have decided to not only make that plunge, but stick with it through the twists and turns and the curveballs and stuff like that. You guys both have, you know, thriving ventures that you're captaining. Um, so it's been a blast. I mean, it's in to get a compliment, but I'll I'll take it. Damn, that was a long time. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Yes. Thank you. The feeling is very mutual. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So I have to ask though, now that you're back in Wisconsin and and Mm -hmm. things are, you know, a little bit more settled, let's say, (laughs) uh, does the idea ever come back to be like, you know, I could, I could do it. I could do something or, you know, something similar, something in the esports world. Does, Does that ever kind of, Still kind of a little bit. The the fire and the passion is always there mm-hmm. for the the topic or the subject, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, I'll say this: they'll they'll come a time when I'm going to jump back in. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet. I'm confident yeah. that I'll jump back in. Um, but it'll take it'll take me uncovering an opportunity mm-hmm. to reach that end goal of of helping. Uh, you know, the conversation or the stigma of people playing video games and and helping people understand how that can be a value add because you can learn really important things from all experiences in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I figure out what that thing is, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm definitely getting back into it. But okay. as I just said, I've got all of this opportunity, even in my, you know, call it my day job. Mm-hmm. to affect the people around me and to build 
you know, several mini small businesses and then through entrepreneurial mindsets, improve them and add more uh, to my work, like to, to my output, but to also the people around me. Um, It's, it's tough to, to know when that's going to happen, but I, I've got so much opportunity at my fingertips. I just know that, uh, that as long as I keep, I'll say it this way, as long as I keep looking at my opportunities in front of me and leaning in and saying, yes, I want to go figure that out and not being afraid to make mistakes along the way, then wherever, wherever it takes me, it takes me, I'm going to have a blast getting there. Hell yeah. I like it. That's I'm, awesome. And we, and we are now along for the ride. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I that, love it. that was it. Now I'm sold. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect. So I'm going to learn how to play a video game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, caught me in. I'm sucking at it, but we're good. Bill, uh, if, um, if, first of all, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and, and hearing all about this. If people want to f- find a way to meet you and understand maybe a little bit about, about your, your journey and, and um, you know, how, how to just getting some tips on entrepreneurship, what's, what's the best way to do that? You know what? I think I'm double checking as we're talking right now to make sure that my account is like not on private or something like that. But I guess I would give <laughs> out my my Twitter handle, yeah. uh, which is at Bill McCormick. Oh, that's so easy enough. Perfect. Yeah, that's I got one of the OGs. I snagged <laughs> the OG? it early. Oh, my gosh. How many hey, Bill McCormick's out there I buying saying, for that? Yeah. I claimed my name. It's just me and a guy in Spain. Oh. And we we both bonded over Blink-182. Perfect. Yeah. No, I, I sent him a picture when I was at a Blink-182 show. And then I he sent it. me one back. I so. tweet at the, the fellow Jim loves on our birthdays. That's what we do. Happy birthday to, to oh, that's that good. one. Yeah, that's good. It works out. Um, Well, Bill... Thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure, obviously, to talk to you. And, and you know, I know you have a, a great story to share. And we just appreciate all the, all the insights and advice and kind of a kind of a different angle today. And I think it's really valuable for uh, our folks to understand where you're at uh, and, yeah. and how that goes. So we really appreciate it. And I'm going to give it to Alan because, Alan, you usually close this. And out. I'm going to pass it right back to you because I got a surprise for this one. So, uh, Jim, just tell us where they can find the podcast. I have to go look in those. CD- oh, yeah, yeah. CD I can tell you. Get. So um, if you are new to this podcast, Welcome. If you have been listening to this podcast for two years, also welcome. We're excited to have you all. We are everywhere. You can find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all the great places. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on, uh, Alan is like all up in my grill right now, wherever he wants to be right now. And uh, the fifth one is on TikTok. So we're all over the place. Um, We're at Hustling Sideways. If you want to be on this podcast, you can find us uh, email us at hustling sideways at gmail.net. I'm kidding. G- gmail. gmail.com. Uh, and, and we will happily respond to you and DM us anywhere you want to. Obviously, Bill talked about originating the DM. So we would love to have you follow suit from, from Bill's wonderful practices and make that happen. I think um, it, I think you're, ca- I think I knocked the camera out while you did that, but fine. I did. I'm sure it's fine, but I was stalling hardcore there. Cause you want me to do that part. So what do you, what do you have here for your, so anyway, <laughs> if you do want to check us out, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all yes. that stuff. But Bill is an effective salesperson Ooh. because there is not one, but two CDs from Bill's former band, oh, the Heroes man. of Valhalla here. That so, is incredible. That's, that's awesome. I wish I would have thought about this sooner <laughs> and not had to go like, wait, wait, maybe the playout music today can be a cut from one of these songs. Absolutely. Is There's that no possible? copyright. We got it. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. So when, when this, when this episode is over, one of, one of Bill's wonderful songs is going to be played as our playout song. And that is awesome there we go all right well thank you so much thank you bill thank you guys i really appreciate it i was just gonna say alan can you like 
rip me those and send them over to me. I have <laughs> the most them, recent one, but I literally <laughs> don't have the I, the bought, earlier one. I bought the earlier one online. I was like the oh one. Oh my gosh. I want to document that. First of all, that's amazing that you bought it online, a CD. Second of all, Bill is asking for his own CD to be <laughs> to be ripped and sent to him. I want to acknowledge that that's a funny request. Uh, but Bill, thank you so much. And uh, for those of you, uh, we're going to sign out. Yeah. And on that note, keep on hustling.